Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold Centro. The world is listening. He thinks Ashley, and we were. I think going to have San uh, Sandra. No, Sandra's here. I'm here. What are you talking about? <laughs> the conspiracy people. Oh, slapping through this mic. Uh, Randy, um, something came up last minute with his stuff, so he won't be able to make it this week. Hopefully, we can get him next week because 
I'm pretty sure he'll want to talk some shine. Or some CCW. Or both. Or wrestling general. Yeah. No, but that's, I'm trying to think that's what we might do next week. Hopefully there won't be that much wrestling news, because quite a lot of it came through this week. We, you know, we'll get to that now. Uh, starting off with, we finally have the last names announced for the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. Number 22 is Zedarius Thomas. Number 23 is Kimberly. And the final name, Biff Busick, also known as Francis O'Rourke, also known as the artist formerly known as Prince. I don't know. That guy's had as many names. I've, I've heard him have about three or four different names in the space of six months. So I don't know. I've, I've got an identity crisis. No. I don't know who he is. Maybe he doesn't. I can't even say the third name, Sandro can, because he apparently he wants to get beaten up by him. Francis or Frank or Rourke. There we go. Either one of the monikers he chooses, I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that's gone down. They've also had the f- announcement of the first name going into the CZW Tournament of Death, and it's Ron Mathis. Hmm. Which, he's been around for a bit, hasn't he? I don't know if he's been in previous Tournament of Death. Um, as far as I know... That name is new to me, so I don't know much of his past, but uh, hopefully we'll get a couple of names in the upcoming weeks. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to go through it chronologically again on our Facebook page, but I'll, I'll let you do this, Sandra, as you are more the international wrestling uh, news. There was a, a, a bit of news from Dragon Gate Japan. Uh, yes, um, uh, the current uh, Open the Twin Gate champions, uh, BB Hulk and Uha Nation, uh, they successfully defended their tag team titles uh, in Japan over the weekend, which I believe was in, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Osaka, don't recall. But they successfully defended, and because of this, they're going to defend the belts again at the next uh, Dragon Gate pay-per-view, which will take place on, I believe, is May the 5th. Yes, uh, Sunday, May 5th, with the pay-per-view Dead or Alive. Oh, wow. And their opponents... Next week is going to be busy. And, uh, and their opponents are none other than the former Twin Gate champions, Yamato and Shingo Takaji. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And there was also a bit of news regarding New Japan and the... If you remember, we talked about it a few weeks ago. They announced that Shinsuke Nakamura, has, yeah, he's still got the IC title, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Well, he does. Yeah. He'll be defending against a mystery opponent. Yes, and this was this was revealed at the recent uh, New Japan TV taping, which turned out to be none other than Shelton Benjamin. Now, I'm a uh, a bit disappointed at this news uh, simply because Shelton wasn't he wasn't that he wasn't gone that long. I mean, his last appearance was at the Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom show, excuse me, back in January. So I, I thought it was going to be somebody else, but uh, 
Either way, uh, good to see Shelton back in New Japan. And because of this, he is a member of the Suzuki Gun stable. My reaction to this is Shelton's reaction to being next to Maria at the uh, Ring of Honor show. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, it's going to be a challenge for him because he's going to face Nakamura. And he better watch out with his with Nakamura's knee. He might get knocked down. Yeah. And speaking of Ring of Honor as well, uh, what was it? A couple of weeks again as well. They No, it was last week. We said that uh, I can't remember what, what was it, Tanahashi was it? No, it was a uh, Namichi Marafuji uh, getting injured at the, at the last Noah taping, and because of mm-hmm. this, he was pulled off from the upcoming Border War show and the TV taping next day. Now, a few minutes ago, as of the taping today, which is Wednesday, Ring of Honor posted a video which announced Marafuji's replacement for both shows. And it's not a Japanese wrestler, but it's someone from Ring of Honor's past. And it's none other than the returning Paul London. And that is pretty much breaking as we record. Yes. No breaking emails possibly. Well, I shouldn't say that because we might get one, but... (laughs) Well, no, we did have a breaking Facebook message, yeah, history made. And once again, it's L-Train that's the provider of history on the uh, whole indie show. What is he, he, he's trying to put his name on this show. <laughs> we have to get him on once in a while to give us his thoughts on uh, California wrestling, because with championship wrestling from Hollywood and PWG and everything, it's kind of getting pretty crazy on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that, uh, do you want to bring up the breaking Facebook message? Uh, sure, why not? Um, basically, um, L-Train asked us, asked us a question, basically saying, what are our thoughts about Championship Wrestling from Hollywood getting a new TV deal? Now, before he sent us this, this question, we were not aware of this. But as soon as we got the information... Apparently, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood does have a national TV deal. Now, with that being said, the channel that will be providing Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is a channel called MAV TV. MAV TV. Yes. Now... I've never heard of this channel, but I have seen a few commercials on my uh, local cable company, uh, Optimum. They have run a few commercials about that channel. So this is a brand new channel itself. And I was looking at my uh, cable guide, and my cable company does have the channel. However, I have to pay extra in order to get that channel. So... I won't be watching this on uh, on my TV, but um, but you know what? This is a uh, good news for uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood um, getting a big opportunity. Now, for those that don't know about uh, Math TV, um, uh, it's <laughs> it's based out of California. Yeah, 
and apparently the network is available through 40 million 40 million homes yeah, I believe Comcast and Dish and a couple of others are on there. Yeah, there are a couple of a, a few known companies, including Dish. Uh, as I said, Optimum here in New York City has it, but as I said, you have to pay extra. So it's up to you if you want to watch uh, that show. And apparently it's premiering next Wednesday. Is that correct? Next, yeah, the, well... I guess because we're going out, it will be actually this Wednesday, May the 1st, mm. at 9 Eastern. There you go. So if Which annoyingly is at the same time we record this show. <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. Well, we're well, not, it's, not, it's not exactly 9 Eastern. <laughs> well, we're not live. We don't record this live, so we should be, I guess, lucky. I don't know. <laughs> if we don't record this live, well... We've got to record it live of some sorts. It's just people hear it, like, at the weekend. We put it up at the weekend. Well... But luckily, because Sandro doesn't want to pay for the extra bit on his cable bill, it's not going to be a distraction to us. Hey, I'm paying too much for my cable bill as far as yeah. already, so... I'm not paying extra, I'm sorry. But... Boo. But as I said, this is... Boo a, cable companies. <laughs> yes. As I said, this is a... A great opportunity to have uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood getting exposed throughout the U.S. So, you know, good luck to them, and let's see if they'll get a good rating. As I'm still intrigued by the bird dog hunting. Oh, my God. <laughs> we did, we did, I did some research on the Mav TV site, and apparently one of the things they have at, like, 8 in the morning is bird dog hunting. So I guess Duck Hunt for the NES is real. I guess so. <laughs> Except the dogs don't look like that stupid dog from Duck Hunt. Yeah. And they, Do- yeah. Duck Hunt. And they probably won't laugh at you. No. If they do, there's going to be a lot of dogs being shot in real life. Because I don't know how many people fired the gun at the screen at the dog when he turned up every time. Something I'll give a quick mention to, if you haven't seen it already, on our uh, Facebook page. There's a video up there, which was it's about an eight, 17 or 18 minute video, with a lot of the staff and the roster of Shimmer giving their tributes to Alice in Danger. Some of them are obviously still keyfabe and everything crazy. They're pretty hilarious though, I will say. But Vader was Vader's was the most incredible. Vader really got emotional. Oh yeah. So check that out if you haven't. Obviously, it had to open with Lever. <laughs> I I think my favorite out of that entire uh, tribute might have been a uh, Canadian Ninja's message to Allison. I thought that was yeah. pretty hilarious. And now here's something that I never thought I'd say. We got news now from Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> oh apparently, apparently stuff that I didn't notice happened developed at the WrestleCon show. Apparently the main event, as we told you, saw American Beetle beat Dr. Cube. The intriguing thing is apparently this is where the stream cut off for all the people watching. 
and I don't know whether it's been I don't know if it was rectified or not I'm not sure but what happened is the lights went out a gunshot sound was heard and when the lights came back on Dr. Cuban American people are dead and the title has gone missing uh oh So, <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't know whether I want to know what I want to make of that. It's yeah, the the the, the power the the grand championship belt and its powers have gone missing, and then with Doctor Cube missing, it's basically who's going to lead Doctor Cube's posse, even though Doctor Cube isn't there. Apparently, Hellmonkey feels he's got seniority. Number 13 says he's the most ruthless. Monger King has the biggest pecs. <sighs> and Dino Kang knows Excel spreadsheet and QuickBook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But also, that's pretty intriguing. I mean, judging by the way it happened, it could only be like one of five people. The Undertaker, The Shield, Sting, um, Sabu, all of them. I don't know who else has the lights turned off. Off the top of my head. Although it could be, from the last show, it could be uh, the, the very first match of PWS's shows at WrestleCon. Oh boy. Except halfway through, they turn the lights on, so uh, they kind of solves that. But anyway, uh, now quite a lot of Shikari news for as well. Three more teams added over the past week to the Tag World Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. We got Heidi Lovelace and Saturine. It's weird to see Heidi in a mask. It is. Consider but- how much I've seen her without the mask. But hey, the. Luch- if, if you're going to be luchadors, you might as well have a mask. Why not? Spectral Envoy, who also announced that, Tala Wicked and Frightmare. And the other team is one I haven't seen before, personally, but it's uh, a Kentucky Buffet. Matt Cage and Alec Castle. Uh-huh. So there's your nine. By the looks of it, we've got another seven to go. Be interesting to see who those seven are. Obviously, you've got some <clears throat> pretty big. What I'm secretly thinking is what's going to happen is both entities of fist are going to enter. Yeah, I'm thinking that could happen as well. And I'm also. And the final could be fist versus fist. Uh. It's possible, but I think we could see that. Well, it depends how they, they put out the format for the tournament. Uh, yeah. We might see them early. We might see them in the semifinals. We'll see. But I'm also hoping we'll see some international talent as well. Well, there's plenty of Joshi talent that they could get in. Or Joshi, should I say. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, well, that event as well, of course, before that, in a couple of... Well, actually, next week, we've got their shows coming up. 
few matches I think have been added. We've got 3.0 taking on the Colony Extreme Force of uh, um, whatever the cold ant is and whatever the snow ant is. AKA the one that isn't Missile Assault Ant because he's taking on Saturine. And a Masses versus the Shard, I think, which will be a Masses' first match in Shikara, although I think he did wrestle this past weekend. Which we'll get to. Uh, Ghost of You Clings next Saturday has uh, an interesting affair going on with uh, Masses as well trying to get revenge for what happened at WrestleCon as he will be taking on Kobold. Mm. So I think it was Kobold that gave him the demon's toilet. I remember from the top of my head. Spectral Envoy will also be taking on the Colony Extreme Force. Now, you may be wondering, hang on, there's four in the Colony Extreme Force. Well, something happened on this past week's... Uh, um, event center from Shikara, which kind of shook things up. Wink Vavasaur was on promoting how well the WrestleCon show did, and Soldier Ant came in and handed Wink a letter of resignation. And by the looks of it, Soldier Ant isn't on any of the shows, at least for. The, the May shows. Whether it'll be added in the Tag World Grand Prix somehow, I'm not sure, but I'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Another thing... Oh, go ahead. Well, let me just say this. I, I think he'll probably return, but I think he'll return at the iPay-Per-View, which will happen in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, June 2nd. Yeah. Same night, Slammiversary. Why watch that, people, when you can watch better wrestling for half the money? Yeah. Just saying. Watch Shikara, people. Don't watch that, you know... Really Sadly, you can watch there. both. I'd recommend you watch both. Yeah. And then put them side to by side and go think to yourself, seriously, why am I watching TNA? Or, or you can actually pay for the Chikara show and just watch TNA show on uh, some stream for free. Well, if you if you get the if you get the digital rights, don't you get free access to it for life as well? I don't know if people want to pay for it though. No, but I'm am no, but the uh, the uh, Shikara show. No, because the the, last, the National Pro Wrestling Day one and the last show in November, under the hood, I can still watch. Yeah. So that even if you pay the. 10 or 15 dollars or however much it is for the show and you don't have time to watch it as long as you've paid for it you can watch it whenever the hell you want um just that, pretty much any device you want uh on one specific show i think you might but there they do have a a wrestling is on demand which they have several of the chikara shows including some of their wrestling is is is, is spin-off as well Wrestling is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I'm going to keep saying that every time. Yeah, yeah I think it's like... Uh, I think it might have been 
eight bucks or somewhere around ten bucks for the subscription. It's a month. It's a monthly thing, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So if you can't afford that, just put fifteen dollars down for the anniversario show. Yes. And then watch that. <laughs> Plus the tying into last week, there is a pretty nice free match on smvod.com of Larry Sweeney versus the Blue Meanie. And they do have a dance-off. It's a pretty nice match. There's also a, f- a few other interesting matches. Also one with Sabu. What makes me think there's going to be a bot? I don't know. But speaking of the uh, iPay-per-view, one match has been announced. And the title for it is One Shall Stand and One Shall Fall. And it's the match that we should have got at WrestleCon. Amasis versus Ophidian. Spectral Envoy head to head. No. In action. Yeah, head to head, one on one. Oh, you mean the Assyrian portal. Oh, yeah. Wow. You can tell how long of a day it's been for me. <laughs> Damn it. Blimey. Oh, I'm getting dizzy. Don't know why. So, something else to try and cover that up, which is impossible. Let's talk about some results from this past week. First up, we have... uh, Yeah, we'll give the mention for the NWA Houston show. Which was the Parade of Champions. They first did... uh, a 10-bell salute for Boston. Because I'm trying to think the show was... Yeah. They also paid a tribute... Read a tribute to... I don't know who Paul Bosch is. I don't know. I don't recognise the name. No. Don't know. Uh, looking for... Uh, Jasper Davis and David Super Duperon defeated Rudy Russo and Jack Jameson. Cahagas defeated Byron Wilcott to win the NWA North Heavyweight North American Heavyweight title. The Lone Star Junior Heavyweight title was also on the line, and that was another successful win as Ray Rowe defeated the one man Mike Dell. So two titles changed there. Uh, then uh, what this part apparently was taped for the local ABC affiliate, which will air Oh, towards the end of May. Oh, that's a reason. The NWA National Heavyweight Champion Damian Wayne beat Carson to retain. And then the VP, the Vice President returned to the ring to welcome out uh, the championship. Oh, JMP Championship belts to reveal a new NWA world title as part of the attempt to reintroduce a new look and feel to the organization. Or to try and get rid of the fact that that's the title that Colt Cabana and... Uh, Adam Pierce dropped on the ring because they didn't give a shit about the company anymore. Just saying. Then, for the lo- oh, the the Lone Star heavyweight title was on the line, but Jack Stane successfully defended it against the Canadian Lion Lance Erickson. Then Rob Conway defeated Chris Masters as well in the main event to successfully retain, but the big one is what happened before that. The NWA tag titles were on the line, and we have new champions. So not only now are Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith 
Okay, the yeah, it's Killer Elite Squad, isn't it? Yep. Not only are they now IWGP champions, they are now NWA tag champions as well. Mm-hmm. Beating the kings of the underground, Scott Summers and Ryan Genesis. So interesting stuff going on there. Uh, next one I'm going to bring up actually happened last Friday. But a news story kind of spilled from it that some people circulated. And this is St. Louis Anarchy. St. Louis, St. Louis... How do you want to pronounce it? I don't get Uh, started off with the business, Jojo Bravo and Thomas Shire defeating Aaron Solo and Darren Dean and Alex the Big Owl. Alex the Big Owl. Wow. He teamed up apparently with Jordan Lacey as well, so it looks like it was a triple threat tag team thing. Uh, the, uh, the U30 Young Gun title match, Bolt Brady successfully defended against Barrett Brown, Angelus Lane and Baron... Espinosa defeated Heidi Lovelace and Reed Bentley. Donovan Ruddick defeated Adam Raw. Kylo Riley defeated Davey Vega. Davey's really coming into a good wrestler. <laughs> he might be the only good guy out of the submission squad. <laughs> <coughs> Just saying. Eric Cannon and Jojo Bravo went to a no contest. The Hooligans, Devin and Mason Cutter, defeated Ellen Jalistico. Gelic- and Gerald James with Dorian Victor and Gerald James's mum. Dan Walsh defeated Darren Childs with Hardcore Andy. Uh, and in the main event, the SLA heavyweight title on the line is, and Darren Corbin successfully defending Matt's Fitchett. But again, we have to go to the penultimate match, which saw Davy Richards beat ACH. But Davy seemed to be teasing something, wasn't he, Sandra? Yes. He certainly was, and this is basically what he said. And this news came from uh, WrestleZone dot com. This is what the this is what it basically says. At the past Friday's uh, St. Louis Anarchy Wrestling event, former Ring of Honor champion Davey Richards teased joining the WWE by saying that he is heading to Connecticut to prove he is the real best in the world. So, he's basically saying he's heading to Connecticut and might be signing with the WWE. Now, this could be interesting or this could be a big joke. Now, I am am intrigued of Davey heading to WWE, but of course... um, he doesn't have the, I guess, charisma that they're looking for, or he's not what Vince McMahon is looking for as far as main event talent. But it is intriguing to see, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does get signed because, I mean, let's face it, let's let's face it, who's on the main roster and who's on the NXT brands? I mean, it's pretty much the who's who's of indie wrestling yeah. right now. Of course, he won't be able to he might not be able to do the same moveset he does in the indie scene. But my concern is his possible attitude is won't mm. fly in the WWE locker yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. 
Oh, I can certainly see that being an issue. <laughs> Although, don't get me wrong, if he does, if he does give his usual attitude in WWE locker room and he gets his ass kicked, I won't feel sorry for him. Yeah. He, there, there are some points where I think to myself, he needs an ass whooping badly. But that's just me. See, part of me is wondering whether he's working everyone. That's what I'm wondering too. No, but he's he's working everyone properly. Hmm. Because I think he could be going to Connecticut. But not for WWE. Because looking at smvod.com just to get an idea of what they've got and also to try and track down whether I can get enough money to get the AAW show which apparently has Vader Scott and Scarlet Bordeaux making out in the ring dear lord I noticed that there is a iPay-per-view happening next week from the Connecticut Wrestling Entertainment company, CTWE, mm. who were part of um, National Pro Wrestling Day mm-hmm. in some shape or form. I'm wondering whether it could be that. So he's working the indie fans. It's like, oh my God, he's, he's going to Connecticut. And then he's working the WWE fans. Like, oh my God, he's going to the WWE. <laughs> he's doing neither. I wasn't aware of that, but now that you bring that up, mm. it, that would make sense. Because we know how he likes working people. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. Oh. If that happens, you heard it here last. Yeah, time. well, actually, you might have heard this first in audio form. Yes. I have. You heard it here. You may have seen it already. Yeah. <laughs> now, next up, we've got the WWL Idols of Wrestling I pay per view results, which were pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because quite a lot of matches happened, but we can't. We, they physically didn't happen to people because it, it was an eye pay per view, but obviously due to the situation with TNA talents, which did feature on the show, they couldn't appear on the eye pay per view. So during those times, I think you just got black screen of death or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, which is a bit stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but. This show was just loaded with matches, and too many, in my opinion. I think there was probably maybe 12 or 13 matches when I saw the original card. So, And judging by the... 14. (laughs) You see, that that is completely ridiculous. Uh, For those that don't know, WWL is a new promotion based out of uh, Puerto Rico. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the head guys that is in charge of it is the former Spanish WWE uh, commentator Hugo Savinovich. I think. Oh, that's that's why his son was involved. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm guessing it's his son because the first match I've got here are the SATs: Jose Cabrera and Joel Savinovich defeating Eric Scorpion and Michael Tarver. Wow. Even in indies, he's not getting any love. I guess not. <laughs> but, but let's just go over the results and I'll give some interesting uh, tidbits of what I've heard during the iPaper. Yeah. 
next up saw Hercules Gomez successfully defend the Pennsylvania WXW title against the face of fear Ash. Then Mexico's Royal Air Force, Mr. 450 Hammett, Noriega, and Lince Dorado defeating the Laredo Kid, Hombre Sin Miedo, and Estelarias. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, Laredo Kid and Hombre Sin Miedo. I don't know who the other guy is. He is the artist formerly known as Prink. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, deadly Fatal 4-Way match for the Zero One one title actually saw... I don't know whether the, the title was vacant or not, uh, but... I'm assuming it is, because Mexico Zero One. one um, yeah, I never heard of it, so that's news to me. Yeah. It was a Fatal 4-Way, but... Oh, no, yeah, it was a Fatal 4-Way which saw El Psicodelico Jr., Defeating El Hijo de Rey Mysterio, Octagon Jr., and Axel El Nieto de Santo. Yes. Uh, let me just give a little background on, I guess, all four guys. Sico uh, Delico Jr., uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he used to work for FCW. Um, I think his name is He was Sin Cara Free. <laughs> oh, he was actually there before Sin Cara showed up. Uh, he, I think it was known as Espiro or something like that in FCW. He is actually, uh, I think he's a cousin to Alberto Del Rio, those Carlos Jr. He's a cousin of his, but he wasn't he wasn't good, so that's why he got released. Uh, developmental. Uh, Hijo de Rey Mysterio is, I think, the third incarnation of the. Second generation of uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, I've heard good things about him. Um, so far, he hasn't been signed by either AAA or CMLL, but he is doing his thing in the indie scenes he in Mexico. He was on a Shane Douglas show. What's that? He had to be good. He was on a Shane Douglas show. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he might have been one of the few that was actually good on that promotion, but I digress. Um, Octagon Jr., who is obviously Samurai Del Sol, who has actually used that gimmick for the first time this year. That's a tidbit right there for how Triple A is using that gimmick. Is he on Triple Mania slot? What was that? Is he on Triple Mania? I can't remember. They haven't announced the card yet. Okay. I thought they, they announced something. No. I'll get to, I'll okay. get to Lucha News in a bit. But, um, okay. and Axel... Oh my god, that guy, uh, well, he has quite a history. Um, he is uh, the nephew of, well, he's related to the original El Santo, and I believe his uncle is El Hijo de Santo. Now, him and Axel have a huge beef because um, El Hijo de Santo did not approve of Axel using the Santo name. Uh, when he debuted, he used the name El Nieto de Santo, with, which is basically the nephew of El Santo. So he kept using that name, and El Hijo de Santo was very pissed at him. And he didn't approve of him of, you know, using the name, which actually led to legal battle in court. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know who won or if it was thrown out. I think it was probably thrown out because he kept using the name. 
to this day. And recently, for some reason, Axel is now a part of AAA. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not looking forward to him in AAA, but I I hope he improves. But anyways. Yeah, next up we saw uh, Rico Casanova successfully defend his DWE world title against Tokyo Monster Kahagas. I actually just did a, a quick count. Technically, we had 14, but eventually became 15 matches. Uh, uh, next up, Colt Cabana defeated Steve Carino. Hey, Colt. I actually speak, see, considering so many times we said Santo in the past thing, hi to Santo Loco as well. Uh, Los Mamitos, Sexy B and Mr. E versus Los Mega Ten, Panama Jack Daniels and Megastar ended in a double DQ. Brilliant. Uh, oh, Minnie's in action. Which saw Minnie Chupacabra defeat Minnie Peroff. Or P- Pieroff, is it? Either way. Okay. Basically, Midget beat Midget. That'll do. That isn't probably sounding correct, but come on. No, it's it's the actual term, but for some reason they get offended. I don't know why. Yeah. That was the actual term back in the day, and now they just change it, so whenever they... I don't really want to call them half-prank ballers. No. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Yeah. See, secretly, that's what I wonder what Hulk Hogan's micro-championship wrestling was. But sadly, it wasn't. I guess micros, micro sounds a bit more offensive. I don't know. Whoa, getting back. Uh, Monster Pain with Mistress Glenda Lee defeated Giant Demento via a spear. Then Ivelisse Velez defeated Alyssa Flash to be the new PWR Women's Champion. Hmm. And now we get to complications. <laughs> the one that nobody saw ever. Bobby Roode was going to be taking on James Storm. But apparently this was DQ'd as Christopher Daniels and Kazarian ran in. Which then led to a save by Samoa Joe and Adam Pearce. Which then became a uh, three-on-three match and Storm, Joe and Pearce beat Roode, Daniels and Kazarian when... Samoa Joe put the muscle buster the on uh, Christopher Daniels. That seems intriguing that Adam Pearce could be in TNA. Yeah, that pretty much says it right there. And everyone now goes, well, why didn't you choose him in the fucking gut check anyway then? Morons. I mean, it's not like he's even got a Ron Burgundy mustache. That's what happens to people that don't win and then come back in anyway. Anyway, now we come to a pretty big one, a 20-man battle royale to, cl- to crown the first WWL world champion. It was basically loads of people that was already fighting. Um, the big one that stood out was Bobby Lashley. The final two left were Monster Payne, who got the success earlier on in the night, and Lashley. Uh, Miss Glendally, the mi- or Glendally, Glenda, Mistress Glenda Lee, 
enters and kisses Lashley, which distracts him to then be pulled out by Payne, and therefore Monster Payne is the WWL champion. And then Lashley beat the. They were for, they had to be forced apart to be separated, basically because Lashley went. Well, I'm divorced now. I can go for seconds. <laughs> and we can't get more information on the battle roll because it wasn't listed on who else was in the match, so we don't yeah. have to look that. We can probably guess that. It, it was probably some local Puerto Rican investor, so. Yeah. Secret. Sadly, it was streamed, so we can't say any TNA talent was in it. That's possible. <laughs> Uh, penultimate match. Yeah, we're still going with these matches, people. Blimey. Blue Demon Jr. defeated Oliver John to become California's new revolution world champion. Yeah, that's the uh, PWR world champion. Yeah, yeah. they've been feuding uh, over the last couple of weeks here um, over in Mexico. And in the main event, Texano Jr. defeated, uh, well, Ricky Banderas, also known as El Macias. To retain the AAA Mega Championship or the AAA World Title. The same thing. Yeah, but Mega Championship makes it sound like, you know, Kaiju's Grand Champion. Well, I only call it World Champion, but that's just me. Yeah. Now, um, some news that I've heard about this iPay-Per-View, and it's not good news. Uh-oh. The venue that was held uh, was a a modernized a modern arena, you know, like let's say a a the Izod Center. Yeah, let's just say that a modernized arena. It was not sold out. It wasn't even half full. This. I don't know if this was due to lack of promotion or what, but... Lack of funding. That's possible. People couldn't afford it. I don't know what the ticket prices were, but not not that many people showed up for the show, which is sad. I know there was a lot of people pissed, actually, in Puerto Rico that couldn't make it to the show but wanted to see it. But thanks to the... um, the IP block, nobody in Puerto Rico could see the show on stream. Oh, wow. You had to be at the live event. Anywhere else in the world, you could see it. Now, that makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if, I don't know, the next WWE show was shown everywhere else in the world apart from America. Oh, wait, that might have been WrestleMania. Oh! Mm. So yeah, not a not a good way to start their show as far as iPay-Per-View goes. Now, g- given the time, I think we'll cover the rest of the results along with the review in the second segment. So, do you want to give... Uh, I believe you said you've got more Lucha news. Uh, yeah, but before we do, we have uh, another indie news. Um FWE, uh, Family Wrestling Entertainment, based out of here in New York City, announced their next show will happen on June 21st. And this will be an iPay-Per-View. However, the location for the show has not been announced. 
So keep an eye out for that. So this should be very interesting. I know... We do know Crelly's going, yeah. Yeah, apparently Crelly is going. And he's not inviting me. Thanks a lot, Crelly. I'll probably kick your ass when I see you here. <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to think. Um, he did... I'm going to have to quickly go to his Facebook page because he did mention some of the stuff. I think he's been given the inside line on some of the stuff that's happening. Well, they have announced a couple of people announced for the show. Uh, Maria Canales is going to be there. Of course, she is their women's champion. Jay Lethal is confirmed for the show. Uh, the current Triborough champion, Paul London, is going to be there. And Brian Kendrick is confirmed for the show, as well as the Young Bucks. So, can't wait to see who else is going to be on the show. Um, before we end off with uh, Lucha News, um, L-Train did ask another question which I forgot to mention. Uh, basically saying, besides the uh, TV deal for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, he's asking us, do we think this could be a potential for other uh, indie companies getting t- national TV deals? What do you think, Ashley? I think some of them are happy with the model that they've got because of the online thing, because they know how big online is because of how many people watch illegal streams of stuff. So if people are willing to pay just a little bit, as much as it kind of is surprising to say, $5 Wrestling's actually got the right idea. Because whether you go there live or get, you get the disc, it's $5 for the show. I don't know whether it's on iPay-Per-View Replay or whatever for the shows that they have done. I'm not sure. Something actually happened in $5 Wrestling, but I'll bring that up in the second segment. Which was pretty big. But I think... I don't know whether it would work with anybody else, because... I think, because Shikara has got about 15 million billion spin-offs of wrestling in supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you couldn't really have that do it. CZW, people would just say it's an off- a rip-off of ECW. Yeah. Um, AAW and AIW, I don't think, have got enough of a platform to really make it successful. The thing that they have, the thing that NWA Championship, well, as it was NWA, but now Championship Wrestling from Hollywood has going for it, is it's had quite a lot of good stuff. The one I would be intrigued to see, although we definitely know it won't happen because they don't even do live shows, is PWG. Oh, yeah. So I think if PWG did like a tape show, I think, with the greatest of respect, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood will be forgotten. Oh, I think I would Because that stood out so much yeah. over the past 18 months or whatever. Um, as far as myself, um, you do make some good points, but I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of promotions trying to do this. Uh, one of the companies I would like to see this happen, which is obviously be Chikara, but what they could do before they actually show their first TV taping, they could show a couple of their past best of matches, you know, show a couple of clips from the guys that are currently in WWE, like an Antonio Cesaro or a Cassius Ono or Daniel Bryan. And the list goes on. Those that used to appear in Chikara, they could do that. 
which would lead into their, you know, like first TV taping, they could try to go the Ring of Honor route. And what I mean by that, have, I guess, four TV tapings in one day, but spread out some of their roster. And I could also see a few other companies do that. Um, obviously, what you just said would be PWG. I wouldn't mind seeing other companies like maybe AIW. I know that's a bit far-fetched because they're not that well-known, but their roster is very strong, in my opinion. And mm. I think that company is that company is somewhat like the PWG of the Midwest. That's how much I would compare it to because they have a good lineup of rosters that they have. And their the in ring is just great. I wouldn't mind seeing that company as well trying to get a, a TV deal, but it's kind of difficult because you would have to get the amount of talent for different uh, sets of taping, and you have to scatter the roster to see. Well, this guy goes in this taping, and this other guy goes to the next taping, and so on. So that could be an uh-huh. issue. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing hell. I wouldn't mind seeing Ring of Honor get something better than what they have, to be honest. So, um, do you think is got still? Is that the Lucha News done or no? Uh, you still got to do that. We'll go over Lucha News real Lucha News real quick. Um, the main thing, one of the main things that came out, um, L.A. Park, who is their AAA's current. Latin American champion has apparently quit the company. And Damn. This is a result. Uh, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that Dr. Wagner was talking about him leaving the company as well. But supposedly, Triple H said that you have a contract that's not going to end until next year. Now, weeks after that, which might have been about two weeks ago, uh, Dr. Wagner showed up at a separate independent promotion which is run by El Hijo de Santo which is called Todo por el Todo or TXT which that's for short Um, he showed up for their company and apparently AAA has no issues with this because well they haven't said anything and at this point um, Santo and AAA have issues because Santo is acting like a complete asshole over trademarks and everything, which is ridiculous. But AAA hasn't really said anything about Wagner showing for his promotion. And because of that, LA Park has showed up at TXT promotion recently, which they're rebuilding the feud between Wagner and LA Park. So because of this, and as of today, as of the taping today, LA Park announced earlier on Facebook that he has quit AAA and he's now working for the TXT promotion. So that's a big loss uh, for AAA. Yeah, it's going to drastically affect as well the booking of whatever they were doing Yeah, for Triple Mania. Now, big news that happened today after this taping, so it's someone breaking news. A few weeks ago at the Ray De Reyes show, the owner of the company, uh, Maricela Peña, announced that the, the company would be split into two, which would be AAA Fusion and AAA Evolution. Uh-huh. 
Now, since then, they have done their recent TV tapings. They already taped them in advance. With the lineup, really hasn't changed at all. But today, they officially announced that they have split their roster entirely. Now, AAA Evolution is AAA USA. And AAA Fusion is the main uh, Mexican brand. Now, I have the lineup here, and I'm not going to go over them all because we'll be here forever, but... Is L.A. Park in it? <laughs> no, he's not there. But I'm just going to give some of the titles that are on each brand. Now, on the Evolution brand, they have the World Championship or the Mega Championship, whatever you want to call it. They have their Cruiserweight Championship, their Mixed Tag Team Championship, and their Women's Championship, which is the Reina de Reina title. And on the Fusion brand, they have the Fusion title, you know, that crappy blue title, the toy title. They have their Trios Championship. They have their World Tag Team Championship. And they have their Mini Championship. Yeah. <laughs> now, some talents that are on the Evolution brand probably has the better names, which has guys like uh, Cibernetico, El Macias, uh, Chessman, Pedro Aguayo Jr., Blue Demon Jr., uh, Psychosis, Daga, uh, Halloween, uh, you have uh, some of the females of Fabi Apache, Mary Apache, uh, Jennifer Blake, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, also got Jack Evans on the brand as well. So I don't have an issue with the Evolution brand because this will be AAA USA eventually. Now on the Fusion brand, they have somewhat of their, I guess, somewhat of their mid-card guys. But they do have a couple of veterans as well. So I am interested to see how they're going to plan out the Fusion brand. Because they're going to need a lot of help with it. And also, what happens with Triple Mania? Well, from what I've heard, uh, they plan to pretty much bring both brands together for the Super Shows. Okay. But I'm not sure... But I think we might have some, like, brand versus brand matches. You know how, like, when you had Raw versus SmackDown on, let's say, Survivor Series, and you have, like, a multi-man match. Oh, we know how well that did for WWE. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... Like I said, the main brand for Mexico, which is the Fusion brand, basically has their lower guys to the mid-cards. And the only, like, top guy they have is La Parca. Which is their AAA version. So they they might have to sign a few other known names if they're available because they need the help. Yeah. And we're not talking the movie, the help. No. They yeah. They just literally need quite a lot of assistance. Yeah. <laughs> So, 
I think that will do with news for now and results and everything. When we come back, we've got more shows to cover. We've got Wrestling is Heart, we've got Shy, Quintessential Pro Wrestling, and 2CW. The first night and the second night, which Sandra and myself will be reviewing. Because, you know, we stayed up to watch a free pay-per-view. Because it was free. You can't complain. So with that, uh, we'll go for a quick break, and we'll see you in a few minutes for more of the whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network. Announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2 to headlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. 
But did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. And he just said, what the fuck? Where have you been? Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how could you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get to live in here? Somebody tell me, please. This old world confusing me. Well, welcome back to the middle segment of this week's Whole Indie Show with Sandra and Ashley, and more results still to come because there were so many for us to cover. Starting off with. I believe this was the debut show for Quintessential Pro Wrestling. How many people can you say have got a Q in them, their acronym? Not many. No. Quintessential Pro Wrestling is there. They had a show last Friday. Interesting results, actually. Starting off with the Rockness Monsters and B-Boy defeating Scorpio Sky, Peter Avalon and Ray Roger. Then Chad Gaspard defeated Willie Mack. That's not right. <laughs> That's definitely not right. <laughs> That's not right. Next saw Candice LeRae defeat Winter. But post-match, Winter actually attacked Candice for losing. Then Jerry Ryan looked like he was coming for the save, but then actually attacked Candice. And then Drake Younger came for the save, actually, to help. Yes, Andy. And yeah, Andy, forever... Um, Feud between Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae continues even after Joey Ryan has uh, left for even TNA. Even though he's in TNA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still going on. Next saw Brian Cage defeat Paul London. Drake Younger defeated Joey Ryan. So I guess uh, double bad news for Winter and Joey Ryan there. TJ Perkins defeated Michael Elgin. Wow. That's a big upset. Yes. And the main event, the Young Bucks defeated Bad Influence, Daniels, and Kazarian. Hmm. So there you go, TNA. Why the hell did you release the Young Bucks? <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, this is very interesting because there was no indication if this show would be released on DVD. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Because it's a pretty good... If it is, it's going to be heavily edited. There's just going to be weird black figures wrestling. Uh, Because this looks like a very intriguing card. And I'm kind of intrigued on what their next show is going to happen and who else is going to be in there. Now, something we have to bring up. Wrestling is, 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 was scheduled to have two shows, but the Wrestling is Cool show actually got cancelled. No obvious reason, I believe, has been given, but I'm guessing it possibly is the fact that there wasn't enough, people just weren't aware of it and didn't really go. I know they rescheduled Wrestling is Awesome. For some sort of event. I don't know whether they're rescheduling wrestling is cool. We have yet to announce their next date for, for that spin-off promotion. But what did happen this weekend, past weekend, was wrestling is hard. From Lafayette, Indiana. And the first match saw Saturine, Holy Lovelace, and the Estonian Thunderfrog defeat Los Ice Creams and Juan Francisco de Coronado. With Heidi Lovelace getting this victory by pinning El Hedo de Ice Cream. Next saw Darren Corbin defeat Buck Boulder with a backslide. Christian Rose defeated Seaman with Ride the Lightning. Seriously? Seaman. <laughs> Wasn't there a game for the Dreamcast called Seaman? Oh my god, don't remind me. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy was in that match, people. Wow. Hey, that's another. Hey, you got him on the um, the, the Baltic Seas. Is that what it's called? <laughs> you got him with the Thunderfrog and uh, Proud Oak. He, he's the third man, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, next, all the Kentucky Buffet uh, defeat Devin Bliss and Chris Castle with Matt Cage pinning Chris Castle after the Moni shot. That's M-O-K-N-E-E. Dale Patrick's got a victory over Eric Cannon with a roll-up out of nowhere, so big upset there. Reed Bentley defeat Billy Rock with a Reed Awakening. And then Big Sue Jackson put down Gervais Cottonbelly with a close shave. Wow. Gervais is really not doing well. Uh, Trip Cassidy beat Halla Wicked, who was actually replacing... Francis O'Rourke with his Don't Be a Hero maneuver. So even with Hallowicked put in, it's a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And Matt Russo and Green Ants were successfully victorious over Mr. Touchdown, Mark Angelisetti and Joe Pittman in the main event. When Russo forced Joe Pittman to submit to the calf slicer. So some interesting results there. I don't know if we're seeing any return matches of sorts. This coming weekend, but we'll get to them. Now is... We're probably going to review this properly next week, but we might as well give you the results. This is Shine 9. Started off with Alison Kay and Courtney Rush in the first of the four... Uh, no, actually it wasn't, was it? Alison Kay and Courtney Rush. No. Alison Kay beat Rush with a cutthroat Saito suplex, but with thanks to distraction from April Hunter. As Courtney Rush did have Kay 
in a successful submission to a rush sharpshooter, but the referee was distracted. Thanks to April. Then the first of the showing title qualifiers, Soraya Knight beat Su Young. But it's, it's interesting. It was supposed to be like a feud between them. But after the match was over, I believe Soraya Knight, you know, gave a nod of approval. More details on that next week, but interesting stuff there. Uh, freeway match saw Rio O'Reilly successfully win over Britney Savage and Solo Darling. In the second title tournament qualifier, Rain beat Angelina Love with an implant DDT. Kelly Skater, Jesse McKay, and Chazza McKenzie, so I guess Team Australia, beat Nikki Rocks, Mia Yimmins, and Tana Garrett with McKay pinning Garrett with a boyfriend stealer. Title tournament qualifier three, Jessica Havoc beat Madison Eagles with an air raid crash. Let me just say this. This was definitely one of the best matches on the show. <laughs> just teasing them for next week. <laughs> I want to talk about the show, damn it. <laughs> I want to see if we can get Randy on as well, because that overall, not to ruin anything, but Shine 9 was a pretty good show. But we expect it with Jessica Havoc and Madison Eagles. I think that's Madison Eagles' debut in Shine. But I believe, you know, that goes to show you, just because you're a Chima champion doesn't mean you're going to be a Shine champion. Uh, Mercedes Martinez beat Evie. Evie's debut as well. Probably that that was a good match as well. Uh, The final qualifier saw Giaz beat Ivelisse. And stuff happened there which kind of made you wonder what could happen in the future. Yeah, and there's some stuff that did happen before the main event, but we'll talk about that next week. Yes, and the main event, the steel cage match, it basically they changed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, this is a steel cage match, so it's going to be by pinfall. Oh, wait, no. The stipulation actually is whoever gets put in the straight jacket loses. And Lever Bates successfully won, as dressed up as the Joker, I believe. Yeah, there's somewhat of a twist with the cosplay, but again, more details for next week's show. Yeah, and even Kimberly cosplayed, I think. Somewhat. Yes, which is intriguing. And then I will say at the end, Lever said, it's done. So that means next 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 month she's going to be Superman <laughs> <laughs> or Supergirl. Wow, I don't know if you can do that. Supergirl was shit. Well, she probably look out with the skirt. I'm just saying. I use it's on her skirt. You, it, it's kind of, with her. It's really getting the accuracy of the cosplay. Although I'm not gonna. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm not going to lie, when she, I already saw the Shine show, and when she cosplay as the Joker, she did look hot, I'm just saying. She even made Bane look hot. <laughs> of sorts. That was, that was the most detailed cosplay I've ever seen. <laughs> That's even better than all these Bane rip-offs that you see on YouTube. Uh, right, so now we come to 2CW. 
living on the edge. First night we'll give the results for and the brief summation that I've got here from uh, PW Ponderings. And then second night we'll actually give our thoughts of the free preview. Free iPay preview, free preview. The free thing, what was on the internet like that? Yeah. Wow, I sounded stupid. Uh, first night started with CK, Sean Carr and Cage. Defeat the Electric Dream Machine. Studley, Steve McKenzie and Locavita via Cage and hitting his choke slam on Loker and Steve. With Carr also doing a frog splash on Steve for the pin. Actually, um, I think they did that as a Dutch as well. Or they showed it as a preview for the iPay-Per-View. Because I looked through the history and... When I clicked on, like, the video archive, there was, like, a 30-minute, like, iPay-Per-View. Like, a pre-show. Why do you need to do a free pre-show for a free iPay-Per-View? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Then we had uh, ZS3, as he was called, or Zachary Springgate III. Defeat Bin Hameem via the... ZS3 chokes. Oh no, ZS3 chokes out Hameem with a flag and a camel clutch. And Bin Hameem tapped. If you want to know basically what that's about, Zachary Springgate is English. And Bin Hameem is basically... Not not to diss him, but he does look like Sasha Baron Cohen's dictator. <laughs> Quite literally. Next or... Next, how the hell did... Why, what, damn it. Next or AR Fox defeat Dolson Castle with a 450 splash. Why couldn't he be on, like, bloody two? Ah. Oh. Ne uh, then, next up, interestingly, the two CW heavyweight titles on the line, uh, which saw an interesting result. Isis FX beat Kevin Steen and became the new champion. Which is even more perplexing because Isis FX has got like a, a tiny hat and also has like angel's wings when he comes to the ring. I think secretly he wants to be in Chikara but hasn't made it there yet. Or something. I don't know. Then Slick Wagner Brown beat Colin Delaney with a leg lariat from the second rope. Then Christina Von Erie beat EMT after a kick after a kick square in the nuts. A kick in the nuts. And then Zanette about to face Jason Axe. But then Masada made the save and basically just became an all-out brawl. With Jason Axe having a bloody mouth, but then Jason Axe getting the win over Masada and Von Eri after planting Masada on a chair. So I guess that was a that was a, that was a singles match, and then it became a tag match. Confusing. Next, so now I want to try and if I can get the tag team name right. Uh, yeah, it was the Punisher Van Slyke and Kevin the Man Graham. They have got some like weird moniker, haven't they? Uh, I think so. I don't recall though. No. Like, K-M-P-V-S or something like that. 
Tecumseh. I, I can't remember. They successfully defended the two CW tag titles against Scum, Carino, and Jacobs. And then the main event was a copy... Well, it was no DQ, no countout, but the result in the end was exactly the same as it was the first time when it got the PW Insider Indie Wrestling Match of the Year as Morrison beat Callahan after a chair-assisted starship pain. That sounds like it probably was just as good a match as the original one. Which I think is up for free as well. So you can actually see the Morrison-Callahan match. I think. I, I, I don't know if I've got the link or, or whether it's been on the whole indie show page. I'm not sure. If not, I, if, I, if I can find it, I'll put it up. It's there. Okay. So for night two... It started off well. It started off with a bit of a surprise because Colt Cabana came out, starting off against Slick Wagner Brown, and this was actually a pretty good opening. I will give this for the for the free preview. If you don't count the the pre-show, which I never saw anyway, uh, Slick Wagner Brown getting the win with the leg lariat from the second rope. Yeah, this. But, yeah, this was a. A decent opener. I'm kind of surprised uh, the Cogabana lost, to be honest. I'm kind of surprised Cogabana opened. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but. Yeah, good match, certainly, to start off. Next was. Uh, well, it was a two on one handicap match with Zachary Springate III taking on Bin Hameen. And apparently a talent that he's brainwashed known as Milan Axe. Apparently he thinks he's Antonio Cesaro or something. Or has been brainwashed into thinking he's Italian or something, I'm not sure. But the the heels get the win here actually with a fireball from Bin Hameen. Which worked better than the one that Mankind and The Undertaker did. I actually missed the spot when he threw the fireball. I actually missed it, but I just saw the aftermath. So, like, how big was the fireball? Was it big or was it, like, small? It was pretty big. It wasn't like, you know, engulfing the whole arena. Yeah. Well. But it was enough that it certainly had the dramatic effect that it needed to. And then Milanax did the X-Cutter. And the heels get a win. And really, really because I don't... I don't get the Bin Hameen character. Well, he's supposed to be like your today's version of the Iron Sheik, you know, that typical... Yes, but the Iron Sheik did it so much better at PWS. <laughs> Just by going, you no good son of a Jew, son of a bitch. Well... But then I guess like, you can't swear on a free preview with kids there. Oh, wait, hang on. Spike Dudley was wrestling. He probably swore all the way through his match. <laughs> probably did. I don't know. <laughs> this is an okay match. Then, pretty good match here. Dalton Castle versus Colin Delaney. And what I did like, Colin Delaney got introduced with some theme remix. It was Keisha's TikTok mixed with something. It was actually the full house theme. <laughs> The full house theme. And then it was, I think we've got a piece of music for either the intro or the outro of this segment. And then it, it went to the uh, TikTok song. Yeah. Full hilarious. house theme. Which is pretty hilarious, to be honest. 
What I did like as well, when he, uh, Colin Delaney got introduced, he was introduced as extremely cute wrestler. Think about it, people. <laughs> that's, that's just a genius, like, little side bit. As soon as I heard that, I was like, hang on, that's brilliant. And then by this time, they kept pronouncing the fact that uh, I Am 2CW was trending on Twitter worldwide. Probably because USC on Fox wasn't getting interesting until later on in the night. Well, that was a that was a good show. I, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but the 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 finish of this one where Delaney won was pretty damn impressive. It was, a, I, I guess you could call it a skin the cat elbow drop. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. I I just thought it was a bit weak. I don't know. Maybe it's because the way he he jumped off the the springboard. Uh, that was just me. I didn't think that it was uh, that much of a finisher, but uh, it it was a good match at that point. I will say that. I thought it was an inventive finisher, considering how because you don't see something like that every time. Okay, it might not have been executed perfectly, but you don't see many people. You don't see Rey Mysterio do. Wait, it's because he's injured. But... <laughs> now, now don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I wasn't expecting like a. Like a freaking four fifty or six thirty type of finisher, you know. I'm just. I was expecting a ten eighty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it, it just it just didn't look like a finisher to me. It just looked like more of a signature move to me. Oh, that's fair. Now then, yeah, this was pretty big. Masada versus Spike Dudley. And this this was actually a pretty good hardcore match. Uh, it was it was decent. I will say that you know it was good. I I, I enjoyed it without throughout. Um, of course, uh, Masada was somewhat dominant throughout the match. Of course, with him being the the taller and stronger guy uh, when you compare him to Spike Dudley. Uh, Spike got a pretty big reaction uh, when he came out. Uh, Spike's one of, been the, one of the big supporters of 2CW. Oh, yeah. And he actually looked like he was going to get the win by getting an acid drop actually through a table which, uh, in the ring. Which, let me just say this, um, Spike Dudley hit the table first before Masada even landed. Oh, it was a uh, Randy Orton John Cena. Yeah. It was a Randy Orton John Cena. There you go. So, somewhat of a botch, but... Uh, they still went through went through the pin, but uh, before the three count was even made, two people interfered in the match, and that was Kevin Steen and Jason Axe. Um, yeah, Axe randomly came. Uh, Axe, I think, came out just because of the feud that they had previously, where because apparently they had been a pretty bad feud, and I think Steen just did it because he's Kevin Steen. Yeah, and a hashtag that's what he do. Now, after they beat down on Spike, uh, Steed and Axe pulled Masada and put on top of uh, Spike Dudley, and because of that, Masada got three counts. Um, I was a bit confused at this point because I didn't think that Masada needed help. But uh, despite the fact that at that point, uh, Spike Dudley was getting most of the offense, um, I, I guess I can understand why they came out. 
So they're building up, I guess, a feud between Spike and Jason X uh, with uh, Steen as well. But uh, uh, it was still a good match, you know, regardless. Yeah. Now, from here, Colin Delaney joined on commentary. And at first, there was some hikes. <laughs> but I'd say we might as well talk about it here. Overall, he did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. In the commentary role. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, of course, Colin is no stranger to commentary. Uh, back in the day when he was a part of the Chikara, uh, he was he did usually do a couple of commentaries throughout the shows. So, um Colin was just great on the mic, and uh, we'll get into some of his uh, commentary skills uh, later throughout the show. Yeah. <laughs> so next up was the over-the-top rope tag team match. Battle Royal. Yeah, tag team Battle Royal for the tag titles, which saw... I, did, I, did, I ain't got the first names full here. But we got Dick, Pete, and EMT, who were basically like Reno 911. Actually, they were more like uh, Bossman Juniors. Mixed with Reno 911. And the funny thing is that when the, they came out, um, it was uh, Dick, Dick Justice and Pete D. Order. They had nightsticks, and on the nightsticks, there were donuts. And they threw yeah. donuts at the crowd. Which was pretty hilarious. Then you had the Electric D Machine. Uh, Planet Fitness. Who apparently came out with a shake weight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, who was it at the shake weight? Oh, Rosa Mendez. Oh, there we go. Oh. So Planet Fitness got sent home for being drunk on a European tour. Oh, did I say that? Oh. <laughs> uh, and then the other two teams were the guys that were on the first night, Team CK. And Punisher and Kevin, the first team to get full because it was it, it was at first the commentators were like it's when somebody's eliminated their teams out, and then apparently that was changed on the fly and it was whoever was the last one left would actually be the winner for their team. So the the big bossman ripoffs went out pretty early first. Then I think Planet Fitness, and then it was the Electric Doom Machine, and it basically came down to pretty much the same as the night before, Team CK versus Punisher and Kevin. And eventually, it was a two, it was a two on one, and then it was two on zero, and Punisher and Kevin successfully retained. This was a decent match, but it really got complicated just because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's it's kind of case of like how that other show had too many matches. This had too many participants at the same time. Although I will say, um, when it was down to the last two teams, uh, I thought the re- the in ring work was really good. Yeah, I will say that. It was a pretty nasty jump spot, though, from. Oh, the masked guy from the Electric Dream Machine. I don't know his name off the top of my head. I apologize. Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory because I don't recall what he did. I think it was some aerial spot which actually... I don't know if he got pushed off the turnbuckle or something. Or whether he, he basically sacrificed himself to take out 
somebody on the outside from Planet Fitness, I'm not sure. But I remember there was some sort of aerial spot that ended up on somebody going to the outside that didn't involve a table later on in the night. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> next match. Callahan versus Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. This was a damn good match. And if if this if this is supposed to be the like the the resume video before he heads to Connecticut, Sammy did a pretty damn good job because right at the start Hardy got a table out. <laughs> and it's like, oh brilliant. One thing I will say here though, there was some stupid bloody woman who was right next to the commentary people. Who, I swear if John Cena come out, she would have cheered. And if Ryback could have come out, she would have cheered. Because one, she was drunk, and two, she liked hot blokes. Yeah, I, I know who you were talking about. She was pretty much active throughout the entire night. Yeah. It's, it, it, I only just really properly noticed it there, though. I noticed this. And then it got on my nerves forever a match afterwards. I noticed this since the start of the show. She was really loud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, the table spot was pretty good because he put the table out. And it's like, okay, let's do this. And then, um, this was at the ringside. And then, about five, ten minutes in, they got on the ring apron. And I think, was it, what move was it that Callahan did to Hardy? Uh, wasn't it like a sit-up bomb? Yeah, I think so. No, because, no, it was a clothesline, wasn't it, on the apron? Oh! And basically, Hardy flipped basically 270 degrees in the air and landed straight yeah, yeah, on the yeah. table. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was. He, like, spun like a helicopter, and that was a pretty nice spot. And, of course, they made the joke of them before it that, apparently, 2CW, the tables don't break. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, they didn't get their tables from WWE because they all broke this time. Yeah. No Japanese tables were used. No. But this, it was a very good tight match between the two. Quite a lot of false finishes, actually. And then with a roll-up with the tights, Callahan gets the win. Ew. And then Hardy proclaims, you know, he is 2CW. And then Ruby Sky comes out. No, she didn't. Yeah, this was a really good match. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, and I was uh, happy to see that uh, Callahan got the win. Yes, it was. it was good to see, and... Of course, the question is: Will we be? Will he be going anywhere very soon? Possibly. We'll have to if he see. does. This was definitely a uh, test of Callahan taking on former talent from the WWE. And it continues in CZW next week when he takes on DJ Hyde. Oh no! Uh, Has DJ Hyde been in WWE? No. Okay. Uh, I just want to point out. Um, I was in the chat room on the SNS page, and uh, a couple of the guys there, we were joking that that match between Callahan and Hardy was uh, 
Mr. Jessica Havoc taking on Mr. Ravy Sky. <laughs> so it's a rematch of Shine 8. Somewhat. <laughs> it's a rematch of Shine 8. There you go. Who was in the chat? I don't know. Damn it. I should have got in chat. Yeah, there was a couple of us in the chat. Okay. If I'd have known I'd have been there, guys, I apologize. Because, see, hey, if I wanted to, we could have got a Skype ball going at the same time and just get, whoa! That wouldn't be fun. We're going to have to plan ahead for that time. Next time there's a free pay-per-view. <clears throat> Which will probably be never. No. <laughs> so, companies, send us your free <clears throat> iPay-per-views and we'll go on Skype and we'll actually do like live reactions to them. And we'll make it into a whole indie show just to recover time or whatever, I don't know. Just to be a bit different. Next up, the mixed tag match with Jimmy Jacobs and Christina Von Eri and Sandro's happy because the Mohawk's back. <laughs> <laughs> Take you on Cherry Bomb Pepper Parks. Apparently, Bomb and Parks are actually undefeated in 2CW and that continued with Rolling Fisherman's suplex for the win for them, which was... Actually, a pretty good match, because obviously, I don't think there was, you had to fight, it wasn't mixed tag properly, it was supposed to be men and men and women and women. Mm. But eventually it got to a point where the women basically felt they could take on the men. Until so the referees went, ah, oh, sod it. Yeah. But it was a good match with the four of them. Oh yeah, no doubt, and... um Usually, Cherry Bomb and uh, Pepper Parks, uh, wherever they go in any other promotion, they're usually the heels. But in uh, 2CW, they were the baby faces, and they got a pretty good reaction from the crowd. And uh, Jimmy Jacobs uh, debuted a, a new hairstyle, which was pretty weird, but that's nothing new for Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then next up, the 2CW title on the line. Isis Effects defending against Jason Axe. In, it was supposed to be a stairway to hell match with Jay Freddy as referee. But because it was a title now on the line, it just became a ladder match. Well, but in essence, it was stairway to hell. Well, it was still the same thing because... Yes. Um, the barbed wire was still hanging from the ceiling, which was above from the belt. So I got to say, um, despite I don't know much about these two, they put on a hell of a match here. It was a good match. It's just, oh, apparently Jason Axe knows where the arteries are in people's heads. Because Isis effects became Red Skull. Uh, the bleeding got that bad. Yeah, this was a a really great hardcore match, and these guys put their bodies on the line. Um, now I understand why they put down a secondary mat. <laughs> um, first time seeing uh, both of these guys, um, I was uh, not sure what the gimmick was for Isis. I was kind of confused when he came out. Um, he came out with some, I guess, um, how can I put this? 
bug wings or angel wings on his back. Well, they look like dragon wings, but it was like yeah, those plush toys, you know, for kids. That's what it looked like. Yes, <laughs> that's what it looked like. So I was a bit confused of what his gimmick's supposed to be, and I, I still don't know to this day. But you know, besides that, it was still a really good match at. Uh, Definitely giving the uh, local talent... That's his tribute to Super Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Not Super Dragon, Dragon Dragon. There you go. <laughs> but um, it still gives a spotlight for these uh, local guys and giving a big attention for uh, 2CW, so definitely give them kudos for that. Although, well, right at the end, they had like a... Like a family matter style of credit sequence at the very end. Oh, it looked like one of these dodgy sitcoms from the seventies. <laughs> Just random like pictures and stuff and credits. With I can't remember what the song was, but then right at the end of that, basically, Isis Effects was calling out Vince and WWE for some bizarre reason. Take on somebody that you can take down, like TNA. There you go. <laughs> um, take on somebody that's actually able to be picked on. Now, I just, I just want to go back to one point during this match. Um, Colin Delaney was uh, was just hilarious during this match because... <laughs> Every time there was the blood, it was like... And I remember there was one point where I think it was Jason Axe. He brought out a bag of thumbtacks, and when he was pouring the thumbtacks, he was he was like almost crying, like whimpering because <laughs> I don't want to see it. Colin was just great on commentary. They got actually got better for the main event. Well, uh, before we get to the main event, something happened on the on the feed, which I was oh yeah, yeah. Let's cut to the video. 15 seconds of black. <laughs> well, and then the video. Well, they before the match happened, two things happened. Um, they aired a video, which was a, a highlight video from the previous night, which uh, involved Kevin Cena and Isis uh, for the 2CW title. Then after that, they were building a, a feud between Steed and Terry Funk because on the, on the preview show, I mean, on the preview card... There was a section saying that will Terry Fogg accept Steen's challenge? And at this point, they aired a video with uh, Terry Funk, I guess, responding. But then, like, I think the video faded to black. And I thought the stream got fucked up or something. Yeah. And then it's like, it said like live by satellite from the double, the you know, the double double skull ranch, double skull ranch. And then it was just black, as if it was like being filmed in somewhere where they didn't have any lights. Yeah, we we, we thought they had... But actually, that was the feed just going wrong. Yeah, we thought they, they had some Ring of Honor issues, but then the weirdest thing happened, because then they cut a commercial for a trailer of The Hangover 3. Yeah! <laughs> and I thought to myself, what the fuck is this? The confusing thing is... That's the first time I've seen a trailer for Hangover 3. Now, I thought something was wrong with my player, so I had to refresh. And now I'm intrigued by Hangover 3. So I was confused by this, so I had to refresh my browser. And it was still playing the trailer. 
So I thought, okay, let's see what happens after the trailer ends. The trailer ends, and then we come back to the show, and uh, then we go on to the main event. You know, hang, Hangover 2, I haven't seen. Probably because I just thought it was the same as Hangover 1. At least Hangover 3 doesn't look like it involves a wedding. It just looks like it involves gangsters and criminals and giraffes. But I guess I'll be talking about that in movies on open book. Cheap plug. I got through to the second segment without doing a cheap plug. There we go. So the main event, Steam versus Morrison. And it started off brilliantly because Steam came out and pretended to go slow-mo and do John Morrison's WWE entrance. Yeah. He was going for the... Like, he was... He was doing the slow-mo arm raise thing and then like slowly walking down the steps to the I'm actually doing slow-mo moving, mock slow-mo moving in my chair as I'm doing this. And then he just did his regular stuff when he got to the ring. And Morrison came down and gave actually uh, Delaney the glasses. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the woman's side is saying, Oh, I'm so jealous. Shut up, bitch. Seriously. But the um, the one thing I will say about it is if you want to look like John Morrison, I think it's still on. TNA's got a sale on, on Pope's D'Angelo De Niro's glasses. You can get them for only $2. Secretly, I think that's what Jomo's doing. He's buying all the TNA ones. And then... (laughs) Giving them out to the fans. (laughs) Which is a smart damn move, Jomo, if you are. But it was a very good main event. Mm -hmm. Good action between the two of them. Morrison getting the win after a... Second Starship Pain. He went for one, but it went to a near fall. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, false finishes between the two. Um, I think Kevin seen. Uh, I think he did uh, two package power drivers, if I'm not mistaken, and Jomo kicked out of them. Um, another really great match. Uh, definitely a uh, good way to end their free eye pay per view. Um, what would you give the grade for the show? Um, I'll give it a solid B. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't awesomely brilliant, but you can't expect a huge amount from a free pay-per-view, in all honesty. But the matches that were there, a few of them I weren't huge fans of. Like, even the, even the title match, I did like it, but I just thought the, the gore that happened in it, was just a little too OTT for me personally. But the the two star matches that they were advertising basically the whole show on were brilliant. The Callahan Hardy and the Steve Morrison were really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's a shame Colt Cabana got shoved in at the start. Secretly, I wanted Colt Cabana to do commentary. But there you go. <laughs> uh, myself, um, I'm actually going to give it a B B+. I thought this was a really... Really good, solid show. 
Um, I I was entertained by all the matches that was there. Uh, some of the finishes I I don't agree, but uh, regardless of that, uh, I enjoyed the show entirely. And other than that, uh, nothing much to complain about. Uh, what do you think was the match of the night? Personally, Hardy and Callahan. That was just... It showcased, really, why Callahan deserves to be in FCW. Or NXT, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Why he deserves to be in WWE, in some shape or form. And, possibly, within WWE properly itself, within 12 to 18 months. Two years, let's say. Um... I'm actually going to give the uh, the Stairway to Hell match. I thought that was the best match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, uh-huh. I like hardcore matches. I, I thought it was a really great hardcore match, in my opinion. And especially that you had two local guys uh, stealing the show, in my opinion. I think that says something. And I... Hopefully, we'll see more of these two in other promotions if they have the opportunity. Um, one thing I do want to mention before we, we end this segment. Um, I thought the commentary, the main commentator, I thought he was really good in my opinion. He definitely reminds me of the old school wrestling uh, shows like back in the day. Like very, yeah, old like, school NWA and everything. Yeah, yeah very like late 80s, uh, somewhat of a... Um, if you remember, like, wrestling from back in the day, like, on Saturday afternoons or Saturday mornings, that kind of commentator. I actually enjoyed his work. And him and Colin, they, they had a, a good chemistry uh, later on in the second half of the show. And uh, two quick things that I want to mention uh, about the the aftermath of the show. Uh, recently, uh, 2CW announced over their Facebook page that they had about over... 2,000 people tuned in to watch the iPay-Per-View. That's a pretty bold statement right there, but uh, good for them. And something that I will mention, there was no issues with the stream whatsoever. Everything... Apart from the fate of black. Well, I guess so, but there was no uh, freeze issues. There was no... Picture problem, although there was like some lighting issues because I think during might have been like the first first three matches there was like somebody was messing with the lights because it kept going on and off and this was like before the ring announcer. <laughs> it was the lone gunman from Fleming Kaiju. It must have been somebody. <laughs> There's the fifth one. I knew there was one that I was forgetting. Because somebody before the ring announcer announced the. Uh, a participant in the match, the lights were going on and off. I don't know what was going on there. But uh, the venue looked really packed. It looked like it was sold out completely. And uh, that's a good thing to have, especially in the independent promotion, that you have a jam-packed house. And they've uh, 2CW has already announced their next iPay-Per-View, which will take place let me get the page to load up here. Okay, it will take place on October, uh, October second. Now it's gonna be for free again. 
Uh, there's no information if this will be a free eye pay-per-view, but the show will take place in Binghamton, New York. And the name of the show is uh, 2CW-A-Thon. 2CW-A-Thon. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 7th Annual 2CW-A-Thon. So, uh, again, this is another iPay-Per-View. We don't know if it's a free iPay-Per-View, but we'll see in the upcoming months. And um, hopefully we'll get to see some other... Uh, known indie talent that wasn't on the show like guys like uh the super smash brothers or rich swan like AR fox or AR fox there you go or willie mack well although it probably wouldn't make the trip over who knows but um yeah a good eye pay-per-view uh hopefully we'll hear good things from 2cw in the future yes and for those of you who are interested in saying where can i see this well, the whole thing has been archived for free as well. Yes. Uh, just go to our uh, Facebook page, The Whole Indie Show. I have posted a link for the archive of the IP review. And as of recording, it is still up. And it is still playable. Yes. I might have to, uh, yeah, I might have to catch that again just to see it. Um, now, before we get to the $5 wrestling bit of news that I was going to mention, here's the trailer for Hangover 3. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> $5 wrestling, some interesting thing happened on the WrestleCon show. Because they were doing an open challenge for Freight Train. And it turned out the opening challenge was actually from... Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy that's with him in all the videos... In all the stuff, I can't remember his name. Jake, I think. Is it? I, I don't follow that by the stuff. But basically, he turned on him. And it was brilliant. Marty and Colt were like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, ima- it, imagine if that happened in WWE. They wouldn't be swearing. They're just going, what? What the, what the? But in $5 wrestlers... What the fuck are you doing, you stupid shit? <laughs> and he was sick and tired, basically, by the seams of it, of just being being secondary to Freight Train and how Freight Train would be nothing without him. Kind of doing the elusive heel turn. But uh, I think Freight Train is still the champion. I haven't... There's not really anywhere where it says who the champion is, so I don't know. So we'll have to you'll have to see if anything does come from that. But I just wanted to do that a quick mention because I did notice it uh, since last week's tapings. And given that we talked about kaiju, which is something which you never talk about, I thought I'd just mention something else that we never talk about. Oh, uh, you mentioned kaiju. I, I just want to mention um, they're having the next show in June. And it's going to happen here in New York City. In a boat? No. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was on a boat. They were doing the show on a boat or something. Uh, I don't know about that, but they are. It was like Pier 39. Oh, no, wait. Pier 39 could be something like a bar. Well, the location of the show is called Studio 48. And it's not that far from Times Square, 
So uh, I'm not promising anything, but I'll try to get a ticket for that show. Oh my word! <laughs> just to just to watch the experience. <laughs> find out who the lone gunman is. Yeah, I might find out. <clears throat> you never know. See if you can get Bronx to come. <laughs> I just want to see Bronx's face. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not sure if he can handle it. <laughs> I don't know how late that show is going to be. It better not be one in the morning. Like, oh, it, it's actually early. I, uh, the show is actually going to start at 7 p.m. Oh wow! No late night fights. Mm-mm. Fighters. Sorry. Can't get my pronunciation. So, that's everything for this segment, which went longer than I thought, as I expected. But now, we've got quite a few picks to do as well, because this weekend you got quite a few cards. Wrestling is fun, as I think believe got one. Um, AAW and AIW. I've got shows. Uh, CZW's also got a charity show, which we might just give the card for rather than give definitive picks, but I don't think there's anything else. If we're forgetting anything, we apologize, but it's just there's too many damn things going on. I've been busy with work, so I haven't got time to check on things. Yeah. So with that... uh, we will take a few ads and we'll see you in a few minutes, guys. Everybody, the Bronx Father here. Are you an Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a place where you can talk about TNA Wrestling and give your opinion on the product? Then you have to tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain, where I break down this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, talk some TNA news, and of course, take your phone calls and emails over at TNA Chat Live at SNSRadioNetwork.com. So join us every Thursday and cross the line right here on the SNS Radio Network. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockSandlines.com 
as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of the Peace. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. JJ6 His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, You'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... JJ The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, It is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
I'm suddenly feeling like I want to be in like a car with the window down. I don't know why. But it's Ashley and Sandro here. And it's Pix time. And actually, no, it isn't Pix. There's a couple of bits of news that kind of... One, one I forgot about and two has just broken since we've been recording. The first is... Nevaeh has announced that Jake Crist will be her partner in the Queen and King of the Ring tournament happening in May, which is the WSU uh, WSU CZW doubleheader event that's taking place. And the other news, Sandra, I believe you had, was they've announced the first match in the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. Yeah, it's uh, just announced uh, as a recording. It's going to be Biff Music taking on Michael Elgin. That should be an interesting technical match. It should be a very uh, stiff match. Yeah. So, first up, I don't know if we're going to do picks properly for this one, because we don't know much about it, but there's going to be a special... NBA GI Bill charity event to benefit the uh, disabled veterans. Tickets will be available at the door for a $10 donation. And if you can go to that, if you're in, uh, it's at the VOGT Rec Center, 6700 Cottage Avenue in Philadelphia, PA. So if you're in the local area and want to, uh, Go to, go to see this this show because actually the three matches that are announced don't look too bad but apparently there's also going to be appearances by Blackout, the tag team champs, DJ Hyde Mav Dango oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh boy even CZW thinks thinks that they can do Fandango uh, this must oh. this, this must be their ultraviolet version of Bandango. <clears throat> Actually, no, Mavdango. Do you find it a coincidence that Brian Maverick Bertrand of Running the Ropes is not doing a show this week? Who? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I just went there. <laughs> I just I find it ironic cause, like oh there's no show this week and then this Mav Dan Go suddenly appears. There we go. We found it we you've you shown it here first and last that Maverick from Running the Ropes is actually Mav Dango. I wait. I wait to hear the response from Mav if he, because I'm pretty sure he listens to this. So I'm hoping for a good explanation there, Mav. Really am. Secretly, I want it to be a good one because I just want somebody to pick it up as if it's an actual news story from one of the wrestling news sites because one probably will. But match-wise, aside from those guys, you've got um. You got Matramont versus Matramont versus Danny Havoc in a military rules match, which doesn't look too bad. I'm gonna probably say Tremont wins that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say Matramont as well. 
Then you've got the the Masked Knight, which is Lance Steel and Silver Dragon, is it, I think? So, Land Dragon. Yeah. Taking on two members of the front. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh the mask guys. The the masked knights and everything. Because it sounds like St. George of the Dragon and I'm English, so I'm biased. Um Yeah, I'm gonna go with um Land Dragon and uh Iron Steel. Oh land, yeah. And uh Trying to think. The last one is Chainsaw Joe Gacy versus uh, Devon Moore, who's being described as scumbag. So one, he's related to scum, he thinks, and two, he's been on the Shane Douglas show. So by process of elimination, Joe Gacy wins because again, I'm biased. I'm gonna go with uh... yeah, I'm gonna go with Joe Gacy. Why not? Okay, so uh, I think the next one we'll cover is the Wrestling is Fun show. Sandra, I believe you've you've got the card for this. Uh, I'm sorry, which show is this again? The Wrestling is Fun. Okay. <laughs> sorry, it's not Wrestling is anything else, it's Wrestling is Fun. <laughs> F-U-N. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, first match is... Uh, Apparently, it's going to be a uh, kiss my foot match. And it's going to be Saturine taking on Princess Kimberly. Well, Kimberly's always been trying to get the one-up on Saturine in a heelish way. So I'm going to say Saturine wins. Kind of like how Jerry Lawler had to kiss Bret Hart's foot. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kimberly. I think she might be fight one way or another. Yeah. Next up? Yeah, uh, next up is Night Eye for the Pirate Guy, which is uh, Jolly Roger and Lance Steele taking on uh, the Devastation Corporation. (sighs) They Uh, fought each other at King of Trios, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know if they've wrestled since. To be quite honest, I think you've really got to go with Devastation Corporation there, haven't you? I'd have to say. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think Night Eye for the Pirate Guy are 3.0. No. <laughs> but for the you greatest never know. of respect. <laughs> oh, but you never know. Uh, next up is Lost Ice Cream taking on uh, Hollow Wicked and Fright Mirror, the Spectral Envoy. Ooh. See, there I'm actually... Well, considering they're trying to give tag to... Yeah, but this is technically a match you could see at the Tag World Grand Prix. Ooh. For this one, just for the heck of it, I'll say Lost Ice Creams. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lost Ice Creams as well. Don't know why, I just did, so... (laughs) Uh, next up, we have Ultramatis Black taking on Juan Francisco de Coordenado. So, you've got one of the faces of the company 
against Alberto Del Rio. Pretty much. Somehow I think Juan Francisco will get some kind of sneaky victory. Hmm. You know what? I would say JDF... I'm sorry, JFC, excuse me. He would win. But I think Ultramatic is going to get an upset. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm mumming and ahhing between the two. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to just say Juan Francisco. Next up, we have Mr. Touchdown taking on Amasis. <laughs> because I think they want to put Touchdown on a bit of a downer, I think Amasis will win this one. Touchdown will be distraught without the banana. And no, that isn't a euphemism, kids. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Amasis as well. Like, I think he's going to make him look strong with uh, him eventually taking on Ophidian. Uh, now, the uh, next match is the Baltic Siege of the Estonian the Estonian uh, Thunderfrog, Lavian Proud Oak, and the Snow Troll taking on the Bateri. Which would be. The Snow Troll? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's what it says. That uh, is the third. That is the third man. Yes, that is the third man. And they're going to take it on the Bateri, which I'm assuming will be. Uh, Kodama, Barian, and um, Kogos. Well, they are the three main parts of the Bateri. Yeah. Ophidian's kind of got other things than being hugely part of the Bateri, so... Um, well, supposedly he's hurt, so... Ah. Uh, um... If- just for the heck of it, I'm actually going to say uh, Baltic Siege, Team Baltic Siege, and the Snow Leopard. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Baltic Siege as well. Now, the next match is the semi-main event. It's going to be Green Ant taking on Oleg the Usurper. I'll say Green Ant for that one. I'm just thinking they might just give it to Oleg for the heck of it. I'm going to say Green Ant. I'm going to say Green Ant because they're going to try to make him strong uh, when he takes on uh, Eddie Kingston. And the main event... Yeah. And the main event is for the uh, banana. The banana with the banana. Yes. As assailant, the current... uh, I guess champion. His first defense. Yeah. And he's going to take on Jacko. Just because logically it doesn't make sense for the banana to be instantly dropped to somebody else. I'm going to say a Salank gets the win. Possibly via DQ. Because we know Jacko could be a bit tempered. Yeah, um... I'm a bit surprised they're putting uh, Jacka in the as a contender for the banana. 
but uh, I think they still want to push Assailant as their champion, so I'm going to go with Assailant returning. Mm-hmm. So that's all for the Wrestling is Fun show. Next up, next up we'll go for AAW. Um, what's, is it, what's the name of the show again? I can't remember. The name of the show is Take No Prisoners. Ah. And, and it's going to take place this Saturday night. It won't be at their usual place, which is uh, in a... Goddamn, I almost forgot its name. It's not the usual venue where they usually held the shows. In you know, Brewers, Illinois, I think it's what it's known. It's actually going to take place at the uh, Home of Music and Entertainment at uh, 1227 North Rand Road in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Uh, bell time is going to be at 7.30 with the doors opening at 6.45. A uh, few tickets are still available. Uh, the stage area is going to be like 20 bucks. Uh, front row is... a uh, is a twenty as well, and general mission is a uh, fifteen dollars. Uh, as of now, there are four matches confirmed. Uh, first match is a grudge match between uh, Tony Rican against Knight Wagner. Uh, for that one, I'm probably gonna say Wagner. I'm not. Sure, I'm not entirely sure of the storyline that's been going on between the two. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Knight Wagner as well. Uh, next match is a uh, three-way match between uh, Mischief taking on Nevea, taking on Angelus Lane. Um, because they seem to be giving momentum to Mischief, I think she might actually get the win here. Uh, I'm going to go with Nevaeh. Okay. I can see that as well, though, definitely. Uh, the next match is a... Uh, well, it's going to be an eight-man tag match. Uh, the current AAW Tag Team Champions, Irish Airborne, uh, the Christ Brothers, are uh, going to be teaming with Ethan Page and Josh Alexander... To take on the team of uh, Zero Gravity, Lewis Linden, and Marion Fontaine. Um, for this one, I think it's going to be Paige Alexander and the Irish Airborne going over. Yeah, I'm going to agree. That, that looks like a very strong uh, team. Uh, the next match is a, is actually for the AAW World Title as uh, Michael Elgin is going to set to defend his title against Masada. Well, for me, that seemed it's kind of a showing for Elgin because I don't think Masada could do CZW and AAW. Well, it should be an interesting match, uh, but uh, still yeah. be a good match. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see Michael Elgin retaining. And uh, the main event for the show, uh, it's going to be uh, Brian Kendrick taking on Shane Hollister, accompanied by Marcus Crane and your favorite, Scarlett. Just, 
she was in a couple of interesting positions over the WrestleCon weekend and on posters and stuff. So, I don't know who... Is that supposed to be Scarlet on the poster for... No, that's some... AA. No, 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 that's somebody else. What say? It's like... Uh... Scarlett and Shane did. It was a nice little promo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, for that one, I'm still going to say Kendrick wins, because I I think it's inevitable that with the way Shane's treating Scarlett, Scarlett's going to uh, hoist the petard, eventually. Didn't you see the the recent AAW uh, news update? Oh, what was I'm trying to remember? That it, um, it was all a ruse that uh, Hollister and uh, Scarlet, uh, they were fooling everybody, uh, pretending that there was issues between them, but that was just a front at the last show. Yeah, but something will happen. Something will happen there. I don't know about that. Something will happen. I'm actually going to go with... All I'm, all I'm looking forward to is the thing that's also happening. Which is bound to feature Scarlet because it's hoopla uncut. Uh, I'm actually take your pants off. I'm actually going to go with uh, Shane Hollister. I think he's going to get. I think he has a big momentum in AAW, so I see him getting a big upset. Okay, but yeah, hoopla uncut. Who knows what's going to uh, happen? Yeah. Hoopla, yes. <laughs> also on the card is going to be uh, the current. Heritage Champion, ACH, Jimmy Jacobs, Eric Cadden, Matt Fitchett, uh, Christian Rhodes, and uh, Keith Walker, among others. So, uh, I'm wondering if ACH might get involved with the Elgin Masada match. Uh, it's possible. Very possible. In some shape or form. And then we go to the final night. Um, got their card up for this one myself, actually. Uh, Friday night, AIW, D-I-F-G-T-B-A-G, or damn, it feels good to be a gangster, or hashtag gangster, with a dollar sign for an S. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be in Cleveland, Ohio, this Friday, so if you're in the local area, doors open at 6.30 for a 7.30 start. It says, yeah, if you are in the local area, try and get down to it, because some pretty good, strong matches here, I will say. First off, we've got Jody DeMilo versus Addy Starr. I think because Addy Starr's got the momentum, I think Addy probably is going to win here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Addy Starr as well. Uh, she has definitely uh, momentum in the independent circuit, not just in AIW. So I'm going to go with Addy. Next is Submission Squad versus the Jollyville Fuck It. Mm. I'm probably going to say Submission Squad for this one. I'm actually going to go with the Jollyville Fuck It. Okay. Now, this is the interesting one. Josh Alexander versus Ethan Page. Yeah, they're tag team partners, I guess, in AAW, but AIW, they hate mm. each other. Mm. 
because Alexander's got the win the last time, I think they might give it to Paige this time. I'm going to go with Josh Alexander. Okay. Now we've got a four-way match. ACH versus Lewis Linden versus Gary J versus Davey Vega. Oh. See, I don't want to give my pick because people don't know what I'm going to say. And my pick is Davey Vega. Oh, swerve. Actually, I'm actually thinking Vega because... Wasn't Vega looking for an opportunity at the... Uh, no, he didn't. He got a shot at the belt, didn't he? Yeah, he did. At the last show. And I don't think ACH is probably ready to make the move up just yet. In AIW, so... Well, he, well, he kind of has. I mean, look at the last set of shows. Oh, yeah, true. Safe. Guys like Michael Elgin, uh, AR Fox. I mean, the list goes on. True, but um, okay. For that reason, I'm actually going to go with Gary J. Just randomly. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Lewis Linden. Okay. Now this one's going to be interesting. It's pick your poison matches for both BJ Whitmer. And Chris Dickinson. Obviously, each other chooses the other opponent. Now, I'm trying to work out who BJ would pick for Chris Dickinson. Mm. It could be somebody from Nixon. Who is formerly affiliated with. But is there anybody from Nixon that isn't in the six-man tag at the main event? Well, the only one that I know of is Necro Butcher. Which is possible. That's possible, possibly. And BJ Whitmer, just for the heck of it, Charlie Haas. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Could be somebody like Tim Donst or Eddie Kingston if they were available. Kingston less, so. Um, I still think both. It's going to be kind of like the way they did it with CZW. Either one or both of the two people that have to pick the poison are going to win. That's as close as a guess I'm going to give you. Either one of them wins or both of them win. If they both lose, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I just think that would be less significant. Because clearly they're probably building this towards... uh, haven't AIW got an eye pay per view in a month or so? Yeah, it's going to be in June. Yeah, that where it will come to a finish between BJ and Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I go, I I think BJ will pick. I think he's going to pick uh, Necro Butcher to face uh, Chris, and I think Chris is going to pick. I think he's going to pick Johnny Gargano to face BJ. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. The AIW tag team titles on the line is Hope and Change, Vader Scott and Gregory Iron. 
defend against former champions from... Well, they won them from them, actually. So it's, I guess it's the Bateria's rematch. With Veronica in the corner as well. So I'm guessing Hope and Change are going to have uh, the guy with them. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, St. Clair, yeah. Yeah, St. Clair. Yeah, he's still uh, in the corner. Um, I see the champs retaining, though. I see a title retain as well, because I think they're going to... Whether they might have Vader and Iron perhaps not face each other directly, but then face each other possibly in the JT Lightning Tournament. Possibly second round, or... I don't know how it works, you see. When we get, when we get to the later rounds. <clears throat> and the main event, the six-man tag of Colin Delaney and Euthanasia, Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition, taking on Hashtag Nixon, Eric Ryan, Bobby Beverly, and Ricky Shane Page. I think this is going to be... If it is the main event, it's probably going to be Nixon winning. Trying to keep the storyline going of, oh, we're taking over AIW. Well, knowing the fact that Eric Ryan is set to defend uh, his Absolution title against Colin at their next uh, pay-per-view excuse me, uh, in June, I'm going to say Colin Delaney and Euthanasia is going to win. With Colin getting the pin. Mm, yeah. So the way I'm thinking it could be the other way around. And they actually give Colin Delaney the belt. It's possible. Possibly. Because they always try and do it. It's like how it happened at Shikara a couple of months back. 3.0 lost to the Young Bucks the night before but then got the titles the night after. I think that could be the same thing that happens. He could even be distracted, Delaney, by something, but we'll see. So I think... I think that's everything that we know of. Pretty much. That's happening this week. So with that, uh, that is all for this week's show. In an amazingly relatively short final segment. Wow. Considering the last ones went for about 50 minutes or so. Um, make sure you check out all the other shows here on the SS Radio Network. Tuesday night you have Wrestling News Live at 9 Eastern with JJ, Bronx and Trey. Hope, you, uh, hope you're feeling better though, JJ, because I know the show was cancelled this past week. You have Thursday, running the ropes with Crowley and Mav at 4 Eastern. Wasn't on this past week, but they should be on again next week. 10.30 Eastern on the Thursday as well. you got TNA Chat Live with Bronx. Interested to see his views on some of the things that are probably going to go down over the next few weeks. I did, I did like his views on the on the uh, ref cam, though. I will say that. Good old ref cam. Oh. 
then we've got the open book on Fridays from May the 5th, I believe it is. No, May the 3rd, sorry. May the 3rd at 11 Eastern, I believe. With myself and Sean. And then Sunday Night Showdown, every pay-per-view Sunday. Next one coming up will be WWE's Extreme Rules show. In it's about mid-May, so three or four weeks. Three, there's three or four weeks. Off the top of my head, it's in a few weeks anyway. So keep an eye on the Facebook page. Everything will be there. Uh, Podcast-wise, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. Just about to reach episode 100, people. Woot! I hope we've got something special planned for the 100. I don't know. You've also got um, the Elite Force podcast with Chuck W on the midweek edition and Walkie and Mind Warp on the weekend edition. Which I believe the, this weekend's one is... Well, it was this weekend or in a, a couple of weeks. Actually, I think it is this weekend, the uh, Star Wars one. Looking at the the not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. I was getting confused. It's about confusing as the movies, though, isn't it, right, guys? Uh, and also, you've got us. Whole indie show. Speaking of that, if you want to get in contact with us, give us your thoughts on the Squared Circle Two CW show. If you've caught it over this weekend instead on the archive. Or if you see anything indie that you want us to talk about. Even if it's stuff from five years ago and you want to, you know, you want to find out more about a certain wrestler that you've seen on a video. Even if they've gone on to bigger and better things like WWE or TNA. We'll try and give you the, the details on them and whether we rate them or not because... I think this, most of the people that do go up to the big guys are rated. Unless you're Adam Pearce, in which you get put in in secret or something. But, yeah, you can get in touch with us via email at wholeindia.snsradionetwork.com W-H-O-L-E-I-N-D-Y at snsradionetwork.com or you can get in contact with us via the Book of Faces. The Just basically go on Facebook and search Whole Indie Show. And you should be able to find us. Where we post up all the news pretty much daily. And videos and everything. So, I think that's all for this week. Sandra, any last words before we... Uh, Head out for this time. Uh, uh, you can also uh, check us out on iTunes. Uh, just search SNS Radio Network. Uh, if you want, you can leave us a five star rating. Uh, leave us some feedback, even if it's just for our show. Um, and also, you gotta love Skype. God damn it. <laughs> I actually want people to leave us a four star rating. Because every time the show is always room for improvement. Skype. <laughs> so, then again, I don't know whether it's the problem with Skype this time or whether it's my computer. Well. Which is still trying to borrow out of the 1660s. Well, your computer is old, so. 
Yes. It's older than Roy Rogers. That's all. <laughs> so with that, quite a few weird pieces of music we've had over the past bit, but this one is just epic. As of this recording, I've only listened to 30 seconds to it, 30 seconds of it, but I am going to go on YouTube and play it over and over on loop. It's the song which basically swept the internet last week. It, it nearly crashed Spotify because it had about 5 million plays in a day worldwide. And it's the new track from Daft Punk featuring Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Get Lucky. Really nice track. Hope you enjoy it. And with that, this was Ashley, that was Sandro, and all this, what you heard here, was your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good week.